Blog Talk Radio. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another broadcast of The Unexplained World, a world for some of us, no explanation is needed. And for others, that is why we are here. With your hosts, Edward Chanahan, a psychic medium, paranormal explorer, and author, along with Annette, who is a pagan truth seeker. The Unexplained World is a location where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy. So enjoy. Listeners, welcome to the November 24th broadcast and the last broadcast of 2019. With your host, Edward Shanahan, it's me, and Annette. Hello, Annette. That's me. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday to you, girl. How you doing? Thank you. Uh, everything is great. Happy Thanksgiving. Soon to be, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get a little bit. We'll get into a little bit more about the uh, this being the last show. If we have our okay. guest on, who is uh, Ian Wilson, and he's our, he's been on in the past. He actually has drawn one of the top viewings um, replaced, basically. Uh, oh. The they podcast. love Ian, huh? Yeah, they, uh, yeah, a lot of people turn them on. So that's nice. Good. He must yeah, have heard himself too, which is cool. Yeah, that's something that um, I got a, a feeling that majority don't, and they're just losing out basically on their own free exposure by not doing so. But yeah, that's well, their, that's their circus. Here to make them look good. Yeah, <laughs> and help <laughs> us look good too. So, well, you help me look good. Well, we you stand. You know. yeah. <laughs> Should we bring Ian on right now? Sure, let's bring Ian on right now. Okay. Hello, Ian. Ed, Antoinette, how you doing? We're, We're fine. Uh, how about you? How are you doing? Catch you off guard? <laughs> yeah, I hope. Yeah, pretty much. I just want to make sure I'm coming through clear on the uh, phone here. Yes, I hear you. I hear you. Fine. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Good, good. Um, Ian, describe to the listeners what you do before we get into our discussions. Well, um, for over 32 years now, I've been practicing the art of just simply being conscious during my dreams when my body sleeps at night. All of us have four to six dreams when we sleep, scientifically proven in sleep research. And I found dreams to be just an extension of myself into a place where we have stories and narratives and new experiences that we don't have while we awake, and it drew me in and spoiled me rotten for 32 years. So that's what I do. And you also have, as you've informed me, on YouTube, you've got your own channel for people to educate themselves on all this. Awesome. Absolutely. I've been uh, committed to bringing a lot of good information to the dreaming community 
uh, both practical skills to help people have lucid dreams. And now that people are starting to listen to the videos and apply these techniques, they're finding themselves having their own lucid dreams. And that's exactly what I wanted to accomplish with sharing that information is helping people get into their own nightlife activities and reap the benefits of this different perspective that it offers. And how could they find that channel? Um, my YouTube is linked on my website, which is youardreaming.org. And just click on okay. the YouTube link. It'll take you to my channel. All right. That's a simplest one. Um, yes. <laughs> right. But it has a website. They know that. So, uh, yeah, let's go to his uh, website. We'll give it again as uh, time goes on in the show. What the thing that interests me, and it's pretty much because of where and why it interests me is with society the way it is today, people seem like they don't have enough oomph to get out there and be creative, and they'd rather sit back and, no, I don't got enough money coming in. And, oh, well, who is me? Okay. Um, I've had people come in for readings, unemployed, and yet they're coming in for readings. And the thing is, no matter what advice you give them, it's still up to them to do it. Um, so what you've got about the lucid dreaming and the perks and benefits it provides for the creative side, would you please explain that? Well, one thing that's nice about lucid dreaming is that our dreams tend to appear like our waking life when you train yourself for dreaming, that you actually enter into a focused state during sleep, which can just be like your waking world, but the perspective is different because it's not bound by the rule sets of our waking world. It's bound by the rule sets of our subconscious mind, which means we bring in our limitations, but we also bring in our creativity. So, you know, I've worked with people who are writers, song musicians, and talk about the benefits of working on your story by bringing it to your dream state, bringing your creativity side, and it'll reflect back to you in your dream content, which can then, you know, maybe give you a bump over your writer's block or give you some, you know, different perspectives on what you're trying to create because the subconscious mind is the master of runtime creativity. You know, it is the most dynamic art form that I can think of. Now... It's it's easier said than to do, I would imagine, right? To uh, get to that point. Well, of course. I mean, in our even though it's been scientifically proven that people can lucid dream since the 1970s, and now we have a lot more evidence in support of it, with more dream research now taking an interest in this idea that people can be conscious. We have fMRI studies that show what it looks like in brain activity when a person's lucid versus when they're not lucid. And again, every single one of us dreams. Um, anything with a brain, uh, dogs, cats, uh, and sleeps appears to be dreaming. So dreaming is a very natural part of us, but it's a part of us socially that's been very neglected. I, I would say that we live in a dream illiterate society, and there's been a lot of taboos. It's kind of got a bit of a bad rap, but now we're seeing much more of an interest in a movement into this participating in your own dreams. And that's what it's really about. You know, you're going to go to sleep. You're going to have these dreams. Now you do have that choice. Are you going to participate or not participate? But because we haven't trained ourselves for dreaming, we suffer. And I did some videos for your show. They're on the YouTube 
cognitive atrophy, right? Like any Mm -hmm. skill, dreaming is a trained skill. And so if we don't train it, we go into atrophy where we're not remembering. We don't have awareness and we don't have perception of that dream information. But all that is trainable. Now, Ian, would you say it's just lucky if you're someone who dreams all kinds of wonderful things and you feel like you can manipulate within and you remember a lot but are not practicing dreaming? Would you call that just good old luck or what what do you think about that? Well, like any skill, you know, I trained myself in dreaming, so I I wasn't lucky in the beginning. It was a lot of work. There are people that naturally dream, no doubt about that. Um, so for sure, it just depends on the person because of course, things that can shut us down from dreaming can be fears and nightmares in our childhood because we have that wildness of our subconscious mind. It's raw, it's Mm. unfiltered, and it can be terrifying if you don't know what you're doing because your fears from your waking life, the traumas from your waking life are going to try to work themselves out in your dream state. We are influenced by our waking life. That's how we dream is based on these influences. Makes sense. I, I I received an email from an individual named Charles, um, and that he was happy that you're going to be on the show, and uh, he said a thing about dreams. Could I just read it to you what he said? Um, yeah, absolutely. Ed. Casey's listening. It says I started a construction business at 18. I would run into things I didn't know how to do. For example, build a freestanding bale window. I would build it in in my dreams. I could build it one way, and if I ran into something that wouldn't work, I I rebuilt it differently. When I woke up, I knew exactly how to build it. I knew what would work and what wouldn't work. And he's wondering why. Well, what kind of, no what would you call there. that? What would you uh, call that? Your subconscious problem solving with dreams and our subconscious mind is a massive information processing system and it solves problems. A lot of people have used dreams to discover or advance forward even science like the benzene molecule, the sewing needle. There's a whole history of people that have come through innovation because while they sleep, their subconscious mind figures out the problem. Uh, a lot of times we have that saying, sleep on it. And I've done it myself. I'm a software engineer, and I'll get stuck. I won't know the solution to a problem, but I'll sleep on it. Next thing I know, I'm working it out in my dream state. And, uh, you know, and it makes sense. And you wake up and you find out, hey, that's the solution. Um, it's another great tool for problem solving. That's another person. It sure makes it easier, too, to be able to relax and let it go, you know, give it over to the dream. That's right. That probably helps a lot, mm-hmm. too, just that stress relief. Is that something it's else that's a useful tool? Is that something else I could find on your website, your your YouTube page? Yeah, I mean, I also have some books that are freely linked in some of the channels, and I do cover um, problem solving in those books as well. Um, and it's okay. a known thing if you get into dream science and dream literature that um, solving problems through dreaming surfaces for a lot of people in their life, even you know, releasing stress and anxieties and PS. PD and other issues, people can work this stuff out in their dreams, be released from those traumas so they don't drag them into their present. You know, the dreams can help you resolve a lot of personal issues if you use your dreams that way. Hmm. Sweet, sweet. I had that sleep study done. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, I was going to say these are kind of the, some of the words that I would talk to some talk with when I'm talking to someone about past lives too, you know. So that's pretty cool. Go ahead, Ed. Tell us about your dreams. Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm oh, just going to say that when they did it and they showed me the paperwork later, uh, you got all these electrodes stuck to your skull, um, on your head. They um, they actually tell you. How long you went into the you know different levels of sleep, which was pretty neat to see, um, and minutes and everything else. So um, yeah, I guess science is tapping into that, the room sleep and all that other stuff. So, um, I don't know if that makes any difference. With do you have to be at a certain level in of sleep to start being able to manipulate it? I guess in your, your mind. Predominantly, the majority of people start to remember their dreams in REM, in the REM cycle. But sleep research in the Montreal Sleep Research Laboratory has shown that we actually have information processing as dreams in every single non-REM stage. So um, our mind's constantly sorting out information in this dream language. And what is that information? The influences from your waking life, your, your belief systems. All these things come back at you in a reflection like a mirror. And so your dreams are just an extension of yourself. It's just you now experiencing, you know, problem solving, all these kind of things. But when you get active in it and you go, okay, well, this is the wildest of my subconscious, you can start programming your dreams when you know how influences influence them. And that's when it starts becoming an art form. I mean, I've turned my dreams into an entertainment system with my approach. (laughs) No video games Uh, necessary at this point, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I recreate video games in my dreams. I train for that. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> it's an art form for me now. I treat it as just another form of communication, self-expression with myself. And uh, why not? I mean, it gives time back to us. We go to sleep at night if we are amnesic sleepers and dreamers. We lose 30% of our conscious potential for experience to this amnesic sleep. But if you start to participate in any of your dreams, even non-lucid, you're gaining back experience. You're gaining back time during sleep. So I feel every time I sleep, I'm gaining something intrinsic, just like going to a movie. Your dreams are like a movie theater. You close your eyes, get some popcorn, step into that movie theater, have an experience, and then you wake up with the you know only thing to do is just remember and reflect on it and then go about your day. Question. Have you always been a pretty good sleeper? Or are you ever faced with people who come to you that are insomniacs? Yeah, I I encounter people that have um, challenges too with um, falling asleep, but of course they still Mm -hmm. end up at some point having some sleep. And, you know, when we train for dreaming, even short periods of sleep can yield, you know, quite a few dream experiences. Uh, And, you know, there's, there's always challenges. I know, if people go to my YouTube and they can look at some of my dream journal entries, I get woken up because where I live, you know, there's young adults that are very noisy and they can wake me up five times in a row during a sleep cycle that I'm doing dream practice. And, uh, but I just go back in and do it. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't really matter because the other nice perk for me now is that time can stretch in a dream. So I can sleep for half an hour or 30 minutes or an hour and dream up to three days worth of dream experience. (laughs) Okay, you mentioned something, and it's been as so as you've been talking since you mentioned it. My mind's been thinking. Um, you mentioned about 
subconscious. Okay? Being the dream, the information comes through the dreams, through the subconscious, etc., etc., etc. Okay? Am I right? That's what you pretty much That's said. That's right. Okay. Is there a way? No. Okay. I believe myself, and maybe I'm wrong, or maybe you could confirm this, that you may get so well with the dreaming that an awakened state, that wall might be easier to come down to tap into the subconscious in an awakened state because of the practices through the control you've developed through the dream state. Am I off base with that, or is it feasible? Yeah, there's there's other elements, and I think we talked about this on the last show. We talk about um, it's a spectrum, so there's a lot of different focus states in the dream state that we access when we're engaging it. And in some cases, people who have deja vu can link that deja vu experience when they're having it and that familiarity and memory back to something they dreamt about days, weeks, months in the past. So there's a sort of fortune-telling quality in dreams. Um, and like I said, uh, I think in our last show, that if it wasn't for one of those types of dreams, I'd be dead. It saved me from being hit by mm-hmm. a pickup truck. So, you know, there's, there's so many perks and benefits. It's such an amazing part of us. So sad it's been so neglected by our society and misunderstood. Ian, what would you say was a society that really paid attention to its dreams? Can we cite one that was outstanding? Well, I mean, you, of course, I mean, a lot of the more, I mean, the Native Americans were very in tune with their dreams in Australia. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the early tribal humans lived very much in with their dreams and their waking realities, so much so that they looked at the waking world as itself a dream. Mm. And you've got cultures in India, you know, the Vedas, um, Buddhists. uh, there, There are a lot of different cultures that see a value in dreaming, but it's in our Western culture we've kind of said, nah. <laughs> Too weird, huh? Not enough time in the word day for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, sleeper, sleepers per, 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 uh, paralysis? What is that? Oh, that's, oh. that's um. <clears throat> so when we do fall asleep, our body enters a state uh, where um, Neurotrypamine, and I think it's GABA and glycine are released, which causes your muscles to become paralyzed so that you don't act out your dreams. I mean, we can see that in animals like your dog, if it's trying to run while it's lying on its side because it's having some sort of interesting, maybe a nightmare, who knows. But that's done so that you don't act out your dreams, and it's just a, a naturally evolved mechanism because your brain paralyzes your muscles. But what happens for people in sleepers paralysis, so the bodies release these uh, neurotrypamines and the muscles have gone into paralysis, but their mind's awake. So it's called the mind awake body asleep state when that comes. So you're actually in a dream and you're right on the door of a dream when you're in sleepers paralysis. Your body's sleeping, but you're dreaming. It's a false awakening. It's an interesting state. And there you can bump into the old hag. You can get shadow people. You know, all sorts of these wild things from your unconscious start to creep on you. If you aren't in control, but in you are in control, you will move from sleepers paralysis into the dream state and have a dream because you're already at the door. That's what it is. Your mind's awake, but your body's asleep. Okay. So Ooh. what you're saying is the people that, those individuals that claim that they had sleep or something was open, holding them down or they felt like they were being held down, 
and they couldn't move when they woke up and thought something was looking at them. That's more or less to do with the sleep in the mind That's than right. it is reality of something being up. Yeah, they've shifted themselves into another focus state, Ed, and they're now processing subconscious information, not waking world information, but fused because you're still very aware of your body now in that state. Your mind's awake, but your body's asleep. And again, you know, that's just kind of a doorway. A lot of practitioners will use sleeper's paralysis to move forward into the dream state and continue knowing that, you know, you, when you know, hey, your body's now asleep, so just let it sleep. But most people don't know, so they panic because they feel paralyzed and they're scared and they're not used to this new mm-hmm. experience. But that's a normal response. I mean, I was like that when I was young and had sleeper's paralysis. I didn't know what was going on. But when I started developing the interest in dreaming and I started recognizing myself moving into sleeper's paralysis from um, so it became just, again, another cue or signal that, hey, now my body's asleep, but my mind's awake. Let's go off and have an adventure. I love when science answers questions like this. I really do. It's, uh, it, it's actually more interesting than uh, spooky, all of the things happening to me. Um, thank you for that. Is that written up anywhere? Do you, have you published it or typed written it up and posted it anywhere, that concept? I do have a video on my YouTube channel called Sleeper's Paralysis, and I cover these things. And I have, you know, of course, in the books that I've written, talk about the um, release of GABA and glycine as being what we now know today, causing the muscles to go into paralysis so we don't act out our dreams. So absolutely, that information's both on my YouTube and in some of my books. Fantastic, fantastic. I will, I will give that, besides regular promoting of you. I will give that definitely a um, a link to, from me to people you know, to answer that question. People feel that they're happening. Very nice, very nice, very nice. Um, do you do much speaking engagements or anything like that? Um, just now I'm starting to notice that people are starting to take an interest in my work uh, because a lot of dream researchers have been talking about me on various podcasts and whatnot as well. Uh, they they do see that the stuff that I'm doing, I'm trying to stay very grounded in science, but I'm also allowing for the more unexplainable things like deja vu because so many people have it uh, where it links to past dreams. So I'm not shying away from that, even though science hasn't answered that yet. Because remember, with lucid dreaming, back in the 1958s, we had Norman Malcolm, who was a skeptic, and he wrote very negatively against the idea that somebody could lose a dream and it was considered woo, right? But fast mm-hmm. forward to the 1970s, and when they started having dream research, like with Dr. Stephen LeBurge, scientific evidence was now emerging that, hey, no, this is true. So does that suddenly make an entire generation, all the way to the written record of people talking about lucid dreaming, wrong and hoaxers and liars? No, that's just the attitude of skeptics of that time, and they were wrong. Now, it's going to be the same thing with dreams that come true. Now, we have research like uh, Dr. Daryl Bem, and he does it with biofeedback where the the body responds before an image is shown to them. And we have other research where people do have examples from dream journals that will match future events. And I have examples on my website where it's surfaced in my dreams 
on my evidence page. And I mean, there's just some examples, but it's not just me. This is something that affects a lot of people. I did a Twitter poll and over 35% of the people say that their deja vu experience links to their past dreams. So again, this is an area that skeptics are going to be wrong because I know it's real. I've lived through it, saved my life. I know a lot of people who have it. It's just a matter of time until science figures out a system to finally measure it. And then where are we going to go from there? You know, what does this really mean that we time travel when we sleep? That's kind of cool. But what's the answers? You know, these are the things that science will challenge at some point in our future. They'll start to finally accept that this is going on and all the millions of people who have this experience aren't making it up. They're being honest about having some sort of direct experience that's giving them an insight into their future. And I think that's amazing. So, yeah, I, I advocate for it. I'm a big supporter of the truth that that's something that we do experience and I don't back down. <laughs> you think science will eventually be able to develop something that will be able to visualize what the dreamer's visualizing at the time the dreamer Absolutely, is Ed. You better believe it. They're actually working on this in Japan. They have a fMRI um, system that's hooked up to now artificial intelligence, mapping out the visual cortex, and they're able to extract images um, that people can look at, and now they're looking at extracting images of what people are dreaming. So our future is getting a little bit black mirror-ish that, you know, um, with, I think, the mapping with the artificial intelligence will accelerate this. So who knows? I mean, maybe 10, 20, 30 years, but if um, enough funding goes in that direction, enough interest goes in that direction, I think, again, that's a technological um solution science will figure mm -hmm. that out i mean I, I don't underestimate science look at our accomplishments and when it's in, done right and in, in the right direction what we can accomplish scientifically is outstanding and then they're going to go ahead go ahead i was just going to ask if that work is accomplished and we can start to see our own dreams others can view the dreams that we've had what good would that be to humanity do you think what bonus would that be to us can I, can I say something? Let me give my opinion and leave yeah. experts <laughs> jump in. My two cents. Okay. They will be able to manipulate mm. answers by way of dreams, science, and government. And like you said, the traveling and whatever. Am I right, Ian? Well, again, yeah. here we're dealing with something that's very new and I think if it's not in the wrong hands it could be a benefit um, I mean myself I would love a dream recording machine for my YouTube channel because I have to wake up in the morning and verbally take dream to text and you know people can't relate to all the high fidelity graphics of the dream state and see these worlds that I'm looking at that are being sculpted by my subconscious mind which I look at as an mm. art form and think geez you know if I had a YouTube channel with my actual dreams being shown it would be better than Hollywood and this George Lucas would be in and you're, you're dreaming in Star Wars. How cool is that? You know, but unfortunately, because people can't extract and externalize dream experiences, but I think it will advance us forward. But again, you know, we're looking now at a time where we're looking at interfaces for the brain where they can now start to send information to our visual cortex and we can start seeing images being put there by, you know, computers. So neural interface are probably another thing that in the future are going to be a potential and who knows where that's going to lead and where we we are forging into a very interesting future where we're seeing the emergence of computers and neural interfaces in our minds but um, if they start extracting dream information as accurately as people dream it 
it'll be beautiful. It'll be scary. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be, it'll be wild, but uh, yeah, because the, the unconscious mind is a wild place. It, it'll could you imagine a short videos on yeah? Could you imagine a short videos on YouTube? How uh, <laughs> yeah, the long videos. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, that would be kind of storytelling videos, you know? So people would yeah, they'd be would pretty lose cool. More of their lives, and we're trying to give it to them with lucid dreaming by watching what's on YouTube. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting set of possibilities that exist there, and I do think because I've been looking and following the research that they've been doing in Japan where they're working with extracting information from the visual cortex is very promising. It's getting good. It's definitely moving forward. So I think it's a matter of time. And again, we'll just have to wait and see. And you know what? The medical, just think of the medical achievement. Well, psychological for sure. But I mean, think of the medical, think of the handicapped children that cannot express themselves but you know they're trapped their mind is trapped into their body could you imagine if they were able to do that and the child could express or the adult even could express themselves Mm -hmm. that way to their loved ones to their parents to whatever that in itself in the big picture yeah yeah that the child could become relevant in today's world or the world at that time? It opens doors that we haven't opened yet. And I'm all about that. I like progress. I like moving forward as a, as a species into these newer potentials for us. So I'm, I'm 100% down with it, even though it might be scary. But I think in the end, like you say, the benefits of it could be immeasurable for some people. So we'll just have to see how the future goes. But I think maybe 20, 30 years down the road, I don't see this as being something no. that'll... I'll probably be gone by that, but... Yeah. yeah. That would be sweet. That would be sweet. We'll keep you that's in a dream brave capsule. New world. Yeah, keep me in a dream capsule. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Isn't it? That's our, um, yeah, that's how we'll keep you. <laughs> but the good news, though, is um, anybody that wants to jump into their already existing four to six dreams, you know, it really is a choice of participation. You can start training for it at any time and start learning the skills to start to, you know, cultivate time back, get into that creative process, get into that problem solving. We don't have to wait for science to lead us there. We already have it. We're born with it. We just need to start participating in our own dreams and make that choice. Nice. Ian, give the listeners your website again. My website's youardreaming.org. So it's youardreaming.org. Okay. And you're also on Twitter. You're every day on Twitter, three or four or five times a day. So, and you're leaving messages and stuff like that for individuals. Um, so they can find you by way of your website. And the YouTube sounds fantastic. I will be spending some time there for sure. Um, like I said, the sleep, sleeper's paralysis. I'll be um, creating a link to that. Um, as I said at the beginning of the show, you've, you're one of our most viewed guest and if that's partially on your end thank you very much for the exposure also and this being our last show for a while it was cool to have you on to basically be our be our last guest on this subject or on this period very honored yes 
And, uh, and it's, honestly, it's really great talking with you guys again. I really enjoyed our last conversation. So, I mean, for me, this is like, I love this kind of stuff, like having coffee with people and discussing these wonderful, great things is a real joy for me. So thank you. Well, the thing is, is I come at it like, or me and Annette both do, like the person listening, which we are doing, and asking the questions that the general public would ask, hopefully, and it makes it even more interesting when we as a listener sit there and start thinking also what can be done with what you what you're teaching people, you know, for themselves what can be done. So hopefully people go to your website, find the YouTube studies and everything there. So Ian, thank you. Is there anything else thank you'd you like to much, say? Ed. Is there anything you'd like um, to say for the Public. You know, like I said, I can only encourage you to participate in your own dreams without fear. You know, you have them every single time you go to sleep at night. And if you treat it like an entertainment system and you treat it as a fun place to go when you sleep, you will just reap the rewards. And, of course, you'll see it in my dream journal entries. I go on vacations. I have really wonderful dreams, but we all do. You know, this is, this is it. It's just, yeah, don't be afraid. You know, participate when you sleep get something from it and you'll evolve you'll grow you'll have different perspectives and you'll see more of yourself in that big picture thank you thank you sir thank you for being on and hopefully in 2020 we'll have you back okay with some new discoveries thanks so much ed thank you thanks Annette. thank you and good night good night bye-bye take care hello annette Hello, Ed. That was interesting. interesting. Yes. It, yeah, it's it's quite a system of basic self help, I think, because you know it just feels like he's saying you can overcome fear and entertain yourself and get more out of experience out of life and become creative. Boy, none of that is bad. I love it. <laughs> no, no, not at all, not at all, and. Uh, yeah. I've talked before about having three messages I told you about um, on the show and in person, you know, live. Well, um, it was funny that he even mentioned songwriters. I woke up three days ago with a full song in my head, words and all, and I can't find it anywhere. I think I created it in my dream. And, oh, I wrote it all out. I'm not sure what I'm going to well, do with it, but I thought, oh, this is cool. <laughs> For a girl who used to write music in the 80s and 90s, that was cool. It's been a while. <laughs> nice. And are you going to try to convert it anyway into a Perhaps. real? You never know what's up my sleeve. <laughs> Should we uh, put you in touch with uh, David Kump or what? <laughs> so, <laughs> might give you access to a studio well, or mini band. This was was much more tame than you know, David well, likes I'm big s- issues. I know that. What I'm saying is he has access to the production end of it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll get together with a couple guitar players and see where it falls. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, And you know what's funny is... I'm about to start the Partridge Family Band anyway, so it'll all work out great. Really? Um, (laughs) Yeah. This 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 will this will blow your mind. I don't know if I was picking up vibes from you or what. But for the last since the last show. Yeah. We did. I had this thing going in my head and it's like I know you sung before. 
And I know getting them back together or being, I just don't know if you have, maybe the boys can help you figure it out or you may have to figure it out because we've done recordings at your place before. I was thinking, wouldn't it be kind of neat? Because YouTube has karaoke music. All you have to do is put your voice to to it. (laughs) Record it and, yeah, I was thinking, boy, would that be kind of, I wonder if Annette would go for that, putting that on the show one day. (laughs) Oh, boy. I'll tell you what, I have to listen to it back a few times. I'll need to have a few uh, go at at it, you know. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, because it was, it was like, do they have karaoke for this song? And I typed it in on YouTube, and there it was. It's like, wow. Interesting. What do you call that? Dust. Karaoke music for any song. Oh, karaoke music for any song. Okay. No, for any song. All right, oh, you know, just put down karaoke version of. I say I want the karaoke version, right? Okay, I got it. Yeah. Let's say a share song. Super fun. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Gypsy Thieves and whatever you know, that I was. Love Cher. Now you really yeah. Got yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and they're out there. I checked yeah. already for you. So. All right. Yeah, the croquis out there. Gypsy Thieves, probably right. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. Because I remember mm-hmm. saying that one day. We sang it yeah. one day. Uh, mm-hmm. God, does that go back a long time? Um, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. But um, see, I didn't forget the the. Um, so yeah, does any song you just type it in, karaoke's, you know, what? All the songs are like that. All you know, whatever you're looking for. So. Um, okay. Well, I gotta get mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be, you'd be like me, you'd get like distracted karaoke, when I'm know, supposed yeah. to be doing something. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. My kids will be telling me, "Shut up, mom! You're just <laughs> cackling again." <laughs> Well, listeners, um, this is our final show for for a little while. Uh, time-wise, this don't come cheap, folks. So um, uh, we should almost have a donation page. So if listeners really love, I do page, have they can one. Donate a little bit. I do. Oh, tell I us about have. that. Uh, just go to Unexplained World. And yeah. no, not the Unexplained World. Everchainhand.com, and um, You'll see their podcast, and there's a thing there for donation. If anybody's interested, it's been there for a while. I just don't. So if you if you dig our cast, then you should uh, you know toss a few bucks at it. Keep us on the mm-hmm. air. Yeah, forty people. It's 40, to take a little break over the holiday though, too. You know, share some time it with is. family and get back to it fresh in a new year. And you and I, this was our tenth year of podcasting. Over about wow. 13 years. We've got 10 years of it. And ladies and gentlemen, may I say one thing and make this perfectly clear? It is not for our ego. It is not for our entertainment. It is not for... <laughs> um, we're past the ego part of it. Um, so uh, We enjoy doing it. Uh, Annette and I, I say she does a fantastic job. And I just enjoy doing it with her. So I enjoy it as well. Yeah. Ed's yeah. like my we big had, brother. He's I feel like he'll always be there for me whether there's a show or not. Yep, yep. And 
three years of not doing it, we still talked. The, That's uh, right. You are yes. a good friend. You keep up the conversation and relationships. Even though they may be way out there, ideas, but <laughs> I do throw them out to you. I'm not Every shy idea about needs a sounding board. Everybody well, the nice thing, too, is... Tell your wackiness, too. The, yeah, but they're usually financial type of things, so... Uh, and that's why I like to, because when I told them about the benefits and stuff like that, when, you know, I asked them to talk about that, the creative sites. When it, like I said, the amount of people that come in and I got to tell them about my Pinterest pages. You know, if anybody's interested, Edward Shanahan Pinterest, just tap that in, Google. And uh, everything from all about the money, making money, blah, blah, blah. I've done it. I've done some of the things on there. To doing your own ebooks, I'm going to be do, working on a, another book while we're uh, taking time off. And um, Ooh, what kind of book is that? that? It'll be in our nonfiction. Oh, the fictional one. Oh. <laughs> that one. Wait till that. That's, that goes real dark. But um, the nonfictional. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the nonfictional. Now, here's the thing. I had a dream about something, and somebody confirmed it. It is, it has been uh, pretty much a fact, and uh, that kind of blew my mind. So that book would probably be uh, the real fictional book, but um, the names and places have been changed to protect all the innocent and guilty. But... uh, uh, Funny, but we've had some great guests. We've uh, created a oh, monster from being on the show. Um, but yeah, uh, besides besides the individual that um, Ian, there was a sign. Um, Al mm-hmm. with the farm, the haunted farm. He's another one that was way up there. Then. Uh, Wait, what is it again? Haunted Farm? Is that what I heard? Yeah, Al. Remember Al with the Haunted Farm out near Rockford? Yeah, him. Yeah, he was CBD lady friend. Uh, Oh, yeah. Mary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Dale would be there, and we're way up there with us, you and I, talking back and forth. So, uh, holding about a 15, 20-minute show. Um. So we're up there too with the list. And we want to thank We're thankful that you guys have been along for the ride all this time. Sure meant the world to us. Yeah, and for the ones that just pop in that don't follow and just want to hear the show, that's great too, because I do post this on um, on um, my Twitter stuff, social media, and that the different shows. So. Um, so until next time, mm-hmm. y'all, have a, y'all have a good Thanksgiving, all the listeners, a Merry Christmas, and please, please believe in miracles. They do happen, but you do have to believe. I don't care what faith you are, what your highest powers, believe in them and believe in the miracle, especially for the healing. They do happen, folks. Annette, your final words? I just want to tell you guys that perception is reality. Everything is what you, how you see it and the way you make it. And good night.
Have a merry Yule. Blessed be. Annette, I'll give you a call, a brief one. And listeners, we both have enjoyed it. And thank you very much. Goodbye. Good night.